Welcome back to another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. This is a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated, which provides management, publicity, and related services. I have a giveaway to announce on this episode. I hope that you've been receiving the weekly e-newsletter that I send out every Wednesday. There is information in there about the latest podcast episode, plus other goings-on, including exclusives that only the people who are signed up to that list get to see first. For example, in the newsletter that was emailed out on January 5, I revealed that there would be a giveaway on the podcast during the month of February. If you are not getting those emails, it's quick and easy to sign up. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, and pop in your email address. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Arkansas, my guest is a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist who just released a brand new single less than a week ago, which follows a five-song EP that she had put out in mid-November. She had also released four singles in 2021. She has opened for chart-topping artists and has a number of endorsements, which we will hear about today. She has performed there in Arkansas, as well as here in Florida, and even at the Cartagena International Guitar Festival down in Colombia. She is also the host of a podcast aimed at increasing awareness, spreading love, and encouraging people to feel less alone. You've been hearing a song of hers called Can't Travel. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Townsend. Thank you so much, Bruce, for having me on. I'm so excited. It's an honor to be on here. Awesome. Great to have you. Thanks for making time. I'm looking forward to this. And by the way, in doing my preparation for this episode, I found that we have a lot to discuss. But let's start off first by having you share with the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called Can't Travel. Absolutely. So this is actually one of my favorite songs, and it comes from just a really sincere, uh, really almost from a dark place. And so I feel like everybody can relate. We're a little bit prideful as in we go through life wanting to fix things ourselves. And so I went through a time where I wanted to fix everything. I could do it by myself. Um, I could do everything right and get to a place of happiness. And then I realized um, while doing all of this, but I just got really tired. And so the lyrics talk about how your feet get tired, your hands get tired, your heart is just weary, and that you end up needing to ask for help. So the theme of the song just talks about how you can't travel through life without somebody there to help you. So just opening up, asking for help, and kind of to go off my podcast, just not doing life alone. That's not how we weren't meant to do it. So is it kind of a... I don't want to say scolding, but is it kind of more a putting your arm around someone and kind of saying to them in a loving way, you can't travel alone. Like, don't try to do it. I've been there. This is what I experienced. I'm trying to help you with this song. That's what I'm gaining from what you just described. Yeah, honestly, it's just kind of advice. So it's written more like an autobiography type. So it's about me and it's saying, you know what? My, I'm tired. My feet are tired. I'm giving it up, and I'm realizing that I can't travel alone. But yeah, of course, it's it's to give advice for those people that feel the same way, and so that they know. Listen, I've been through this. 
you can't do it, you shouldn't do it by yourself, but it's written more um, from my point of view. It's almost like a diary, so it's letting people read my diary. Well, I admire that, too, because obviously it's kind of implied in that, that, you know, as you kind of stated, we don't like to go public with, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now. We do just like to try to either fix it ourselves or mask it, push it down, pretend it's not there. And so we have talked a number of times on the show about how as a songwriter, you do make yourself very vulnerable or you're going to put yourself in a better position to succeed if you are willing to make yourself more vulnerable. So you took it one step further and said, I'm going to come right out and tell people, look, I'm speaking from firsthand experience. I went through all this myself. I don't suggest you do it either. Yes, absolutely. So 2022 and really 2021 was a year of just becoming more vulnerable. So I feel like I'm an open book for people that know me, but unless you ask, I don't really share information. And I decided, you know what? Like, I need to be genuine and I Mm. need to be upfront. And that's how you attract the crowd that is most genuine to you. And you are your genuine self. And everybody has hardships. Everybody has tough times. And so just sharing mine. And because I have been vulnerable, more people have opened up to me. And I've been able to help people through their hard times and vice versa. Yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah, and as an artist, never mind the songwriter side, as an artist, the more genuine you are, the more you're going to connect with the audience, whether they're right in front of you, whether it's an online performance, whether it's just people kind of experiencing all things towns and music, and you don't want it to be where people say, my gosh, that's not who she is at all, you know, meaning what they see on stage, because you do try to hide everything. It's like, well, why can't I just bring the real me on stage also and let people get to know me through my songs? Absolutely. I never want people to think that I have the perfect life or that everything's gone perfectly for me, even though that's what we post on social media. That's just not relatable and it's not true. So I want people to know that there is healing and there is comfort in being vulnerable and that we're all in that state. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, bravo, bravo, because it's you. not easy for somebody to admit all that and, and write about it and put it out there. It's scary. It's terrifying for sure, but it's therapeutic. Yeah, no doubt. Well, folks, I am sitting comfortably here in the Tampa Bay area at my recording rig, looking right at the central unit that is helping me deliver great quality sound to you. It's an audio interface, but also a portable handheld recorder made by a company called Centrance, like the word entrance with a C at the beginning. Over three or so of the last maybe five or six episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment, I have shared testimonials from notable musicians who are using the version of this device that's made for musicians. That one's called the Mixer Face. Although podcasters, Centrance has one especially for us, like I mentioned I'm looking at right now. Either way, podcasters and musicians alike can deliver studio-quality sound to audiences, whether through a recording project or a live stream. And this isn't something overwhelming. It's not this big piece of gear that you'll be intimidated by in terms of a learning curve. There's not menu after menu after menu. There's not a screen that you can't see in daylight. This has real buttons, real physical switches, real physical knobs. It's one piece of gear that you learn one time. You can be proud of what you give your audience audio-wise thanks to the professional quality preamps. And for my audience, there is a special offer when you buy direct from Centrance. Go to my show website, nhte.net, and click 
or tap on the mixer face add which is in the right hand column on desktop or scroll way down on mobile to see it once you do that and you're ready to place your order they are not only going to give free u.s shipping but when you enter the code bruce you will get a free watertight accessory case Townsend, you were just talking about Can't Travel, the song that was played at the start of this episode, but I mentioned during the intro that you also just released a brand new single last Friday. Tell the audience about that song. I'm so excited about this one. So this is actually a cover that I did by Tate McRae called You Broke Me First. And so I love when I perform live, I do a lot of acoustic covers. And so I just kind of put my own twist on a song that may be popular or even an older song, you know, from 70s, 80s, 90s. And I decided I really liked the vibe of this song. So she comes out and it's just kind of out heartbreak and how she got her heart broken and when I play it I get a ton of feedback about it so I was like I really want to record this and be able to share it when people are driving in their car they just want to listen to music instead of having to come out to a show to hear it and so we made it really it's almost got like a Billie Eilish vibe to it very laid back kind of dark but I really like it it's got a great vibe to it so just to clarify is it an acoustic live performance or it's acoustic but you did it in a studio setting it is in a studio setting, but it was one take through. So wow. there's not really any editing. Yeah, so there's a little bit um, just the norm. I mean, we've got the guitar on there. Um, I've got a buddy on there doing a little bit of bass. Um, we've got vocals, and the vocals was one cut and done. So it's kind of like you're hearing it live, but it was done in a video. Okay, and I'm glad you said that because I think what I just heard you say, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because when you said one take, I thought, now, wait a minute, does she mean that she sang it and played guitar and did the whole thing one time through? But I think you're saying, well, no, one time through on the vocals, one time through on the guitar. Is that right? You got it. So uh, different studios do it differently. Some studios, like, it's like guitar at the same time that you sing, which is what I'm used to doing live. And then some studios like to break it up just for quality purposes. Right. So this particular one, they wanted me to lay down the acoustic and then sing on top of that. And so you record acoustic first, and then you go in and do vocals, and then he goes in and does bass. But, yeah, it's a, a one-time wonder, and it was great. It turned out amazingly. Well, and the way that you describe the latter approach is what I'm accustomed to, is that an artist will go in and it's just, we're doing guitar today, and then you come back tomorrow and we'll do vocal, or if there's time this afternoon, we'll do vocal, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm interested to hear how it came out in one take, meaning, did you say, I love it, I'm satisfied with it, let's just print that, or did someone record it for you and say, Townsend, that was great, unless you feel anything different, like, I think that's great. Who made that decision? It's a, it's actually a funny story for me. I will always want to perfect a little bit more. I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to vocals and things. I think a lot of artists are. So if it were up to me, I'd sit there and perfect every little note. So I have to have somebody there to be like, it's fine. And so I recorded this song. And the funny thing, I actually went into the vocal booth, and he said, okay, we're going to run through it just to make sure that you can hear through um, the headphones. He's like, if you want to sing along, feel free. Mm -hmm. And so I sang it. We went all the way through. It ended, and he said, oh, my gosh. I don't think you need to do another take. That was mm. great. And I was like, what? I wasn't even, we were just going through to make sure it's good. He's like, that was it. We don't need to do it again. Wow. I was like, okay. So I took his word for it. 
and didn't double check myself or, you know, double guess myself. So, but wait a minute, didn't double guess yourself. So you didn't even say, we'll play it back. I want to, I want to agree with you. You just said like, okay, if, you know, I, I guess it was all right. Sure. Yeah. It felt okay. I probably could have done better, but if you thought it sounded good, I, you know, I, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I told him, I said, well, okay, let me do it one more time just to make sure, like, there weren't any sound issues. Uh, so for my own comfort, he let me sing it again, but he went with the first take, and he's like, yeah. you can't beat it. That's nice. it. So I was like, okay, all nice. right, I trust you. Wow, wow. Yeah, the engineers know way better than I do, so I try my best <laughs> to trust them. Well, but you're right, though, because anybody that's been in the studio will tell you that they're their own worst critic and they're the ones that will really rack up the time if you let them because they will sit there and go, wait a minute, that word right there, let me re-sing that word. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. You can drive yourself crazy doing that, absolutely. Well, let's back up to Can't Travel, though. That song is from the EP that I mentioned in the intro that you had put out a couple months ago in mid-November. Talk about that EP project. Oh, that was amazing. So going back to recording it all in one take. So this is one of the first times I've ever done that. I recorded um, most of this project in Nashville. I got hooked up with a really amazing audio engineer named Zach Allen. Hmm. He had me come out and introduce me to literally the most talented musicians I have ever met. And thankfully, they were all kind of stuck at home because it was during COVID. So these are internationally touring musicians for huge named artists. Yeah, so they happened to be home, and I was blessed enough for them to be part of this project. And so what happened is I wrote these songs totally independent. I had them, perfected them. Zach, uh, we met up, and he's like, okay, I really like where these are going. So it was funny, me and these amazing, amazing musicians, I walk in, I'm like, I don't even remember my name because I was so <laughs> terrified. Just, you're just in awe of these amazing people. And so, and they're all so laid back and great. And so we sit in the middle of the room and Zach gets his cell phone out and he plays my song over like a voice memo because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an indie artist. It's not like I've recorded it really beautifully on anything. So yeah. he plays this voice memo in front of all these professionals and they're listening and they're like, wow, okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And they're jotting down notes. And then he's like, okay, everybody got it. And so we broke off into our own little rooms for recording, and we played it straight through. Mm. So it was a live take. So, yeah, the songs from Nashville were right then, right there. We all played together, and it gave me goosebumps. These guys were so talented and just they honestly put so much personality into these songs. It was really cool. So explain this. You might be, you might be, the very first guest in 417 episodes you might be the first guest that's been on the show from arkansas oh wow so how does someone in arkansas meet someone from nashville that's able to put everything together that you just described where you end up traveling there and recording in the fashion that you just described yeah um, I have been very blessed and lucky to meet amazing people through my journey. And it's just kind of a small world. So a lot of musicians are interconnected. I've got a lot of friends in the Arkansas area that we have a little group and we meet once a month and we talk about like what we've learned not to do or to do. And so we were meeting quite a bit virtually during COVID. Mm. And during one of the meets, they said, hey, I know this guy in Nashville. They had met him through something. 
And so we all got to chat with him over like a Zoom call. Uh, and he was just giving tips and tricks for musicians. And afterwards, I reached out and just thanked him. And he said, you know what? I listened to your stuff, and I really dig it. If you ever want to do a project, please let me know. Wow. And so it went from there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy listened to my stuff. I mean, he worked with huge names. Um, I can't remember all the lists, but it's some of the biggest names in blues and country. So, like, Keb Moe was one, Brandy Carlisle, mm. Kenny Chesney. So, a big name. So, I'm like, no, he must have gotten my name confused with somebody. <laughs> so, it just kind of happened like that. So, I drove up immediately, met all these musicians, and he just continued to meet and greet all different people. How cool is that? And was that your first time in Nashville or no? No, I've been to Nashville before, um, okay. and I, I'm hoping to frequent it more now that I have more hookups. But yeah, even though I'm in Arkansas, I play music all over. So I've been, like you said, I did a singer-songwriter festival in Florida. I've been to Iowa, Virginia, Carolina. So wherever the music takes me, I'll go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. By the way, listeners, that EP is self-titled and five songs on it. So definitely look for the recording masterpiece that you just heard Townsend describe. Meanwhile, even though I mentioned in the intro that you had put out four singles last year before the EP, and by the way, audience, Townsend also released three singles in 2020. Townsend, your self-titled EP this past November was actually your first EP since 2018. Before we get into talking about the events that preceded that release... Can you just talk about that approach that you took, meaning two singles in 2019, three in 2024 and 2021, and then, of course, the new EP that culminated after all that? Was that planned, meaning just releasing one song at a time for what turned out to be a calculated nine songs in 29 months? Was that intentional? The timeline wasn't really intentional, but I wanted to do singles to keep people's attention. So when I came out with my record in 2018, it got a ton of attention, a lot of eyes turned, and it really skyrocketed my music career. And so I wanted to release singles quick enough to keep people looking, and it's songs that I loved and could, you know, as an indie artist, you can only afford so much. So going to the studio is hundreds of dollars, especially if you do something like Nashville. And so at the time, that's what I could afford. And so, um, no, it it wasn't planned that way. That's just kind of how it ended up. But I like that, though. It's, it's a good... I apologize, audience. I know you're getting sick of hearing me say this, but it truly has become a singles-driven industry. And if you think of what Townsend just said, you released this EP in 2018. It has all kinds of success. And then you wait a year just so that you can put out another EP or a full album. I don't want to say everyone's going to forget about you, but everyone's going to forget about you. So you have to strike all the irons hot and say, okay, you know what? Let me get out another song. And now that one's out. Let me work on another one. So I've got something else right behind it. So I I like it, Townsend. I I like the approach that you took because it, it really makes sense. And like you say, on the indie side of things, it also helps you control your costs to a large extent. Absolutely. Laying down an album is a ton of money. That's why Patreons or sponsors or, you know, even just buying merch, streaming songs is so, so crucial. It really helps us indie artists do what we do. It helps us make the music that you love. And so, yeah, you have to release something so that people don't out of sight, out of mind. They forget about you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, let's go back to something that I started to allude to. In 2018, you put out the EP. 
but this was after you had taken a break because of something tragic that had happened in 2016. Can you walk us through that period and all those developments, meaning what happened, and then you personally walking through that grief, taking a break from music, and then coming back onto the scene with that 2018 EP? Yeah, absolutely. So music's been a part of my life forever. As long as I can remember, I was playing drums. That was my first love of the drum set. I played drums in a punk rock band through junior high and high school. And then I went to college, picked up a guitar, started singing a little bit for some people. Um, and some of my group of friends heard me. And so they had me play for um, a college function. And so I got a message after that. And it was from this stranger, complete stranger, had no idea who he was. And it was just like, hey, I saw you perform, heard you play guitar. I'd love to start a band. Let me know if you want to meet up and get something going. And I thought, what? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, eh, against better judgment, if I go out playing music, that's how I go out. <laughs> and so I told my roommate, I remember it was like the middle of the night. I'm a freshman in college. So, you know, you're like 17, 18 years old. You're lacking a lot of reasoning skills. <laughs> so I go to my friend's house and I'm like, or uh, my friend's room, we're roommates. And I'm like, hey, if I'm not back in like two hours, if you'll call the cops because I've gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> so I show up at this door. I use my, my mats and I get to this stranger's house and he comes to the door and it's like immediate connection. Mm. We end up being best friends. And it's this guy that plays drums and he's just very soulful and they say, since then, I have heard you have one musical compadre, is what they call it. And it's kind of like a soulmate. And it's mm. just somebody that gets you musically and you just vibe. There's just, you can't even explain it, but they understand you better than other people do. Wow. And I am 100% convinced he was my musical compadre. I would write a song and it would just vibe. He would get it. Mm. Now, I've met amazing musicians since then. They're great. They're fun to jive with, but there was something special about this connection with he and I. And so we started a band. It was a rock band. We were incredibly busy, incredibly popular during college. Um, all the places had us opening for huge bands that were popular at that time. It was amazing. So we were doing it nonstop. So we probably played together for eight or nine years. Mm. And then he ended up getting in um, uh, a wreck unexpectedly and passed away. Mm. And so uh, that was like a total halt to my life. And so I stopped playing music and, you know, it just what used to bring me a lot of joy brought me complete pain and I just didn't have any interest in it, you know? And so... I would walk past my music room, not have any interest in playing or picking up my instruments. And then one day, it was almost like, for lack of a better term, it was like almost word vomit. I had the song and I had to get it out. And I sat down, picked up my guitar for the first time in probably a year. And I wrote a song called Show Me Home. And it was a song talking about just representing him and how although he was gone, I needed him to help me find my way back to myself, find my way back home. And so it was right then I made a pact to myself, you know what, we wanted to make a legit album, but we didn't have the money to do it. Cause you know, in college between the two of you, you might have a nickel. And so we had <laughs> promised each other that we would do a legitimate album and we never had the chance to do that. And so I decided, you know what, this is going to be 
the reason for what I do, what I do. And so I wrote some songs. I reached out to a legitimate studio and re-recorded my first full album, which was called Show Me Home. And we had a CD release party, invited his family, my friends. It was sold out. We actually had to kick people out at the door because it was Mm. so packed. And it was amazing. And my favorite part about the project I have to share is on the song Show Me Home about him I called his family up, and I really wanted him them to be part of this project. And so at the end of the song, you'll hear the very last chorus. It comes in at the very end. It's almost like a hidden track, mm-hmm. and you'll hear a bunch of people singing together, and that's actually his family. Wow. Some of them flew in from out of state. They drove from out of town, but we all met up in the studio mm-hmm. just with a mic in the middle of the room, all of us standing around the mic singing oh. this chorus, and it wow. was just it was almost like a religious experience it was amazing so yeah and since 2018 yeah it's i've been booked and playing nonstop, and it's like a new passion has been lit for me and so i don't take it for granted anymore so every show i play every podcast i do i just i eat it up it's fantastic so when i get on stage it's a completely different feeling now than it was back then and so I give him credit for not only getting me into music the first time as a front runner, you know, the singer of the band, but the second time. So just to clarify, I assume that you're referring to a car accident. That's what took him? Yeah. Yeah. So he got into a car accident on the way to work one morning, just totally unexpected. Mm. And we thought, oh, he'll be fine. You know, because when you're that young, you're invincible. You don't think yeah. anything's going to happen. So I think the worst part was, he was hospitalized, and I was like, no, he'll be fine. Oh, no. I see. And so getting that call a few days later that he didn't make it, I think that's not that it wouldn't have been traumatic anyway, yeah. but it was just like, no, 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 this can't happen when you're in your 20s. Yeah, yeah, wow, wow. Yeah, so it, it took it took a lot of healing and a lot of grieving and I decided to be open about that process and it took a long time to get there. It was not right away that I wanted to share it. I was not open or vulnerable about it with people. I tried to hide it, you know, fake it till you make it. And opening up about that process has not only been amazing for hearing other people's stories and sharing hope and love through my podcast and music, but it's also been really therapeutic for me. Well, yeah. It's been, it's been really neat. And help me with this next question. I believe that what you're describing, what you went through in, in dealing with his loss, I, I believe, be gentle with me here, I believe that what you're describing was the impetus for you making a video called You're Not Alone to raise awareness for mental health. But before I have you talk about that, clarify first that's not a music video. It's not the podcast. Am I correct? It was just like a one-time stand-on-its-own video of, I'm guessing, you just talking? Yeah, so I wrote a song. uh, You know, I talk about this in my podcast, but healing is not linear. So you're just not over it one day. Um, Although you might be healed and you feel better, it's cyclical. So some days we have bad days. Some days it's an anniversary, so it makes you feel a little bit worse. And then the next day you'll feel good. So grieving kind of lasts as long as it needs to last. And so I, I confided in a great friend who's also a therapist professionally, and she gave me advice, and she said, write about that in a song, because people can relate. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no way I'm writing that. It's like sharing my diary, like I said earlier. So with reluctance, I wrote a song called Watch the Walls, and it talks about 
that moment of darkness and that anxiety of just feeling like the walls are closing in, losing hope, just searching for light. And I did record a music video with a local video company here and they rocked it. It was amazing. Um, and so we tried to tell the story and we tried to put it into picture of how it feels to be in that dark place and how isolating it is. And I got so much feedback from that song and that music video about how people related. And the biggest story that stuck out was um, someone in the military reached out and he said, man, this song really hits home because people don't know we come home from the service and we should be excited, but suicide rates are outrageous because we have PTSD and we have depression and all these things that aren't really, they're not getting a lot of attention. Yeah. And he said, just make me a promise when you play your next show, let them know that they're not alone after you play Watch the Walls. Mm. And I thought, holy cow, like I've had so much feedback and I can do more than just tell people that after one show. Mm -hmm. And so I made a little video, I posted on my social media. I said, if you wanna share your story, if you feel like you've gone through a struggle, I want to put a video together sharing your story and telling people uh, that they're not alone. Okay. And so I got all these videos from all over the U.S. I'm talking pretty much every state from complete strangers wow. just needing to share their story. Hmm. Yeah, it was so cool. And so I spliced it together, put together a video called You're Not Alone. Okay. And it's basically all these people from all over the U.S. saying, hey, I went through this and I made it and you're not alone. Wow. And it ended up getting national attention. It's been played on the news, commercials. Outstanding. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Arkansas by singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Townsend. Visit her official website at Townsend T, the letter, TownsendTMusic.com. I will put a link to her website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you land on her website, you will see links there to find Townsend on social media, meaning Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Her new single that you heard her talk about is called You Broke Me First. Look for it wherever you purchase music digitally. There are physical units, CDs, including the EP she just released in November, available in the merch section of her website. As you will hear shortly, she does have a podcast, which is called You're Not Alone. It's on YouTube. It's on Spotify. You'll see links on TownsendTMusic.com to go find her podcast. And keep up with Townsend online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live. Here is the giveaway that I promised. This will run throughout the month of February, but don't delay in entering because the period will end at midnight Eastern time on February 28th. So once the clock turns over to March 1st, you've missed out. I am going to give one person access to my online class at interviewtipscourse.com absolutely free. Here is how you enter, though. Send an email to podcast at nhte.net and tell me who you are, what you do, and why the course would be helpful to you. It doesn't have to be the story of your life and something that goes on and on and on, but you need to include that information so I know that this is really something you want because it's going to help you professionally. If you just send me a blank email or a message that says hi or contest or I want to win, nope, you're not going to be eligible. I will do a random drawing from all qualified entries and one winner will be given access to interviewtipscourse.com absolutely free. Send your entry via email, as I described, to podcast at nhte.net. Do it this month, February. 
Townsend, since you were talking about the You're Not Alone video, or I might say videos, plural, with all the submissions that you got from around the country, let's go ahead and shift over to your podcast. Share with the audience everything that you're doing in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. So from that video that I spliced together of all the stories, I decided I can do more than that. I can do more than just a song. I can do more than just tell someone they're not alone at a show. I can do more than a video. I'm going to start doing interviews. And so I started doing once a month, and then it got so popular I did twice a month. And they're just live streams on Instagram. And mm. so I find people, really now they're finding me. But um, just an array of topics under the mental health umbrella. So we've talked about bipolar, OCD, eating disorders. I have licensed professional counselors on there that talk wow. about tips and tricks. And I converted those to a podcast and YouTube videos because I want to reach as many ears as possible. And the goal of it really is just to let people know, one, mental health shouldn't have a stigma to it. So mental health, physical health, spiritual health make up health in general, right? So you, you hear about the gym all the time, but you can't just be fit. You need to be mentally fit as well. And so we all have bad days. We all have down days. So this podcast is just kind of to bring awareness that it's okay to be not okay. And so sharing these subjects, I learn about them a ton. I get to research and I get to share their stories as well. So it's been really, really humbling and amazing to see the outcome of it. Well, here's what I like about, well, I I like what you're doing, period. But here's what I really like. For the audience, you know that I really put a lot of effort into the show as it relates to trying to bring out the business side of the music business. I try to get the guests to give you tips, to give you insights, to give you firsthand accounts of how they're succeeding in the music business. And in this case, I know some of you are saying, so is she using this to leverage her original music? And you didn't hear anywhere in there where Townsend said, and what I do is I start off with my guitar in my lap and I play a song first, or I wrote a song just all about this stuff. And so I make sure I perform that in every show. But she did say she's live streaming it from her Instagram account. Well, guess what? Her Instagram account is for her music. So she's doing something very honest, very sincere, very genuine. And she just happens to be doing it from her music Instagram account. So of course, people are just going to naturally find her and her music that way without her coming out and commercializing the thing and people saying, ah, well, she's just doing this so that, no, not at all. So Townsend, I'm sorry, I'm going a long way to compliment you, but I think it's very noble, the approach that you've taken because you're not doing it because maybe this will get more eyes and ears on my music. It will, but it's just going to be organically, not because you're sitting there doing one big, long commercial for your original music. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Well, I actually did. Uh, funny you should mention it because it was actually a very thought-out process. Um, the podcast, it costs to do a podcast. And as an indie artist, I'm like, man, I can't afford to do that or advertise for it. And so I thought, what is a free way to do it? I tried Facebook. It had a bunch of glitches. So I did Instagram. And my reasoning for that was, one, it's free. I don't have to pay out of my pocket. Two, I love the idea of people being able to get on there and chat live. Yeah. So while I have these people on there and they're, I mean, 
time is important. Time is limited with a lot of these guests. And so I want to be able to answer questions right then and there. And so social media will make that easy. So people you can get on there and say, hey, I heard you talk about this tip and trick. Can you explain that a little bit more? And they're able to do it. And then I only just recently started converting it to a podcast because I was like, you know what? It's worth spending the money if more people can hear this because they need these are important conversations that need to be heard. That's right. So absolutely, uh, yeah, it's it's been quite the quite the journey for sure. I mentioned back in the intro that you have gotten wow <laughs> quite a number of endorsements. Talk about that collection of companies that you've aligned yourself with, including here you go how you managed to get all these opportunities. Okay, audience there, I asked her a music business question. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to start with it is very hard work. Um, I have a lot of people joke about, oh, man, if I could get sponsors, I'd just reach out and tell them I'll wear their stuff too. And I'm like, oh, it would be funny if it was funny, but you work your tail <laughs> off. And so none of them came easily. None of them came by just one conversation with somebody. It took a lot of work, a lot of networking. And I actually played a show locally here in Arkansas. I had a label there at the show. They reached out to me and told me, hey, you are genuinely really great. We love your calling. We love your music. And so it took a lot of meetings with them, a lot of interviews, mm. wanting to see, you know, what's my reasoning for all of this. They wanted to hear me, make sure that I really knew what I was doing. Yeah. And so from there, um, just videos and recording and practicing and then you know you get the attention of one company um which was the company you talked about i did the columbia concert um they reached out and then they told someone else about me and then they told someone else about me so it mm. kind of trickled down Fantastic. and a lot of these companies yeah a lot of these companies it's lots of interviews and making sure that your goals and values line up with theirs. They want to see everything that you do. So it's been, it's been a journey. It's been a ton of work, but it's been amazing. And I am more than happy to represent the companies that I do. But I like that you said that about the interview aspect, because what I don't want anyone who's listening right now to think, if you're an aspiring performer, I don't want you to think that you meet somebody once you shake hands it goes well and you think, I got this because, of course, you're going to come with your best face on. So they want to get you in another quote unquote interview situation and really see like, yeah, that was all fine when we smiled and shook hands and laughed and had some happy talk. But let's really, really roll up our sleeves here and see who you are, why you're doing what you're doing, what you can do for us, not what we can do for you, what you can do for us and see if this is something that makes sense. So Townsend, I'm glad that, that you highlighted that aspect of it because like you said, if it was just that easy, everybody would be going out and getting endorsements left and right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's important, a lot of people that aren't musicians or even people that are musicians, they think, oh, you've got sponsors. That means they're paying your bills and giving you all this money. <laughs> and that's really not how it works. So for an indie artist, you know, I'm not selling out huge arenas. I'm not you know, Blake Shelton out there. So when I, when we have an endorsement as an indie artist, it's more so like um, we will give you our products to try. We'll give you our products to advertise, to give reviews about, things like that. But it's not like they're shipping me money and paying my bills <laughs> by any means. So basically, yeah, basically they enjoy your music. 
your goals and intentions line up with theirs and they say, okay, we wouldn't mind you being seen playing our stuff. Yeah. That's pretty much what an endorsement is. So as amazing it is, as it is, like one of my favorite ones is Elixir Strings. They send me new strings. I get to participate in, do I like these enough? Do I not like them enough? What works best for my certain genre of music? But that doesn't mean, you know, they're sending me thousands and thousands of dollars by any means. That's they're right. just sending me some strings to play on stage and to say, hey, I like their product. So I think that's super important to know as well and something that most people don't know. Well, and for the audience, I can add on to what Townsend just said. I can add both from a quote-unquote artist standpoint, meaning as a podcast host, but I can also tell you from clients, from performers that I've worked with, a lot of times these companies, they genuinely want your feedback also. So they'll say, you know, this is the piece of gear that we're going to send to you, or these are the strings that we're going to send you. Like, let us know how they're working for you. Let us know if, if, we, if we're missing out, if there's something we can be doing better. So it, it is a nice relationship that you're building. It's not, as Townsend said, let's see how much stuff I can get out of them. I do want to go back, though, Townsend, to something that you mentioned and I had said this, like you said, back in the intro, but I would love to hear about your having performed at the Cartagena International Guitar Festival down in Colombia that, that the company was able to get you down to. Yeah, so it, it was an amazing experience. So um, I was invited to play down in Colombia, and then the same company wanted me to play a tour in Mexico, and we talked about doing a tour in China and Japan and all mm. of those things, and then guess what happened? COVID. COVID. Um, so COVID actually got all of those things canceled, but mm. the the one in Colombia, so the, it was a huge festival. They had huge guitar artists on there, and they really loved the aspect of singer-songwriter. And so that's how I kind of got that gig. And again, it was kind of back and forth, like, do you meet our goals, our qualifications? Um, we're having somebody from, you know, Arkansas come on. And so we ended up having to do it virtually, which was just as cool. I still got to meet all of the people. I still got to participate. There were still a ton of people who bought tickets and were able to watch virtually. However, sadly, I wasn't able to fly down there and get mm. the full experience I would have before COVID. So it's very much different. However, nonetheless, a very, very cool experience. Uh, who is the company that we need to give them credit that was responsible for you being invited to that festival in Colombia? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a guy named Eduardo, and he's huge um, in Colombia, putting all these things together, and Mason Guitars is the one. Okay. They're the sponsor that helped get me in those. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been referring to you as a multi-instrumentalist, and wow, check this out, folks. Townsend plays guitar, piano, drums, and harmonica. Yeesh. <laughs> You're a regular one-woman band. Do you have a band that plays behind you, or do you do shows where you play, I don't know about drums, but do you have shows where you play maybe guitar, piano, and harmonica? Talk talk about all this instrumentation <laughs> that you're capable on. <laughs> Yeah, I actually love that you know that. I'm not even sure how you know that, but I love to play whatever I can get my hands on. I will try anything. It doesn't mean I'm a master by any means. I'm self-taught on everything, wow. and so I really don't know what I'm doing. It just uh, somehow makes notes. I'll go ahead and tell you that. Um, I love a full band. Oh, my gosh, I love it so, so much. But again, with COVID, it really kind of put a halt on that as far as touring artists. 
a lot of places won't allow any more than one artist on stage, especially if it's small. And so I have been doing a lot of touring as a solo acoustic act, which okay. just means guitar and singing. And as far as an indie artist paying bills, it's obviously a lot more um, efficient that way. Yeah. And so I've been doing a lot of touring solo. Before that, I did have a full band playing pretty frequently. But yeah, I love the full band. I would love to play drums with a full band and mm. someone else take the lead, you know, and just have fun. But COVID's put a lot of restrictions on all of that. So I'm pretty much a solo acoustic when I go on tour right now. But could there be, maybe it's a local show, could there be a show where you're playing primarily guitar, but you've got piano set up there to go do a few songs on there as well? Sure, I would love to do that. If there were if there were means and a capability to do so, absolutely. Okay, okay. Well, we're winding things down, but I thought it would be fun to talk about something non-music related, which is how active you are in sports. <laughs> My gosh, I, th I thought you played a lot of instruments, but I think it's matched by the number of athletic activities that you participate in. Swimming, tennis, golf, and kayaking. Where in the world do you find time to do all this songwriting, recording, performing, playing sports, and other normal activities? I am, I'm going to say again, I'm incredibly impressed by your research ability. That's <laughs> super cool. Um, kayaking is my passion outside of music. It's where I go. Mother Nature's where I go to re-energize, uh, to be creative. You have ah. to get out of business a little bit, open up your mind. I love sports. I have been so caught up in music and just going nonstop that I honestly haven't had a lot of time to be out in Mother Nature. And again, with COVID going on, it's hard to travel. But yes, if I can drop my kayak in a body of water somewhere, I'm happy as can be. So I love being active. It, it helps build community. It helps keep you healthy. And I think as an artist, for sure, you got to step outside sometimes. And it really just helps inspire you being out of your office. Yeah, it's all very health-driven from what I'm hearing you say, the physical fitness aspect, the mental aspect, and the fact that it does feed back into, I don't want to say the art that you're trying to get away from, but giving yourself a little bit of a break, allowing yourself to step away from work, which is songwriting or recording or booking shows, but then knowing that when you come back, you're going to be re-energized and you're probably going to have been inspired by the kayaking or the golfing or whatever you are out doing. Oh, a thousand percent. Now, I will say it's easier to preach it than to do it. I, <laughs> you can ask anybody, but I know I'm a workaholic, and it's not even on purpose. I just am really passionate about what I do, so it's hard to cut it off, you know, when you love what you do. And so I tend to work around the clock, and I really have to be careful about self-care. So, okay, let's put this down for a minute <laughs> and go outside for a little bit. So, but yes, I, I will preach it all day long. I really think even for myself, we need to be aware of our self-care and just taking care of ourselves. All right. All right. Duly noted. We are going to close today with another original song from Townsend, one that was just released last October. The track is titled Stay, but Townsend, before I let you go and I play that song, share with the audience all about this one, if you would, please. Absolutely. So again, I, I think this was the third time I said that this is one of my favorites. It's really, <laughs> so the song was written about a relationship and I really just feel like it is extremely relatable in the love sense. It's talking about a relationship, being in love and that moment where you're watching it fall apart but you really want it to work. And so the word play here is just talking about 
you know, the pillows are how you like them. Your glass of water is still on the bedside. I leave my front porch light on just hoping that they'll come back and things mm-hmm. will work out, but you're watching it fall apart. And so it's hoping that person will stay and that things will end how you want it, but inevitably knowing that it won't be that way. Mm. That's rough. Come on, girl. You can't end this podcast on such a sad, negative, depressing note. Let's go back to talking about golf and swimming and kayaking and tennis. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give give you a positive. The musicianship, the musicianship, excuse me, in the song is amazing. So pay attention to the bass lines, to the little drum licks, to, it's just, I mean, I had goosebumps when I was in the studio listening to them record. That's a positive. It's amazing. Okay, so let's go back to the multi-instrumentalist aspect then. Have you ever done any recordings where you have played more than guitar, where maybe you played drums, where maybe you played piano? I'm not going to say harmonica, but or or is it, no, I just kind of stick to guitar when it comes to recording? Oh, no, I'm definitely open to recording everything. I actually just recorded a song with a friend in a home studio where I played everything. So I do a little bit of lead guitar, a little rhythm guitar, which for those that don't know, those are two completely different things. I put piano, keys, harmony, lead vocals. Um, A lot of my songs, I will write a piano part and have somebody come back and make it a little bit more articulated. So Mm. absolutely, I'm always down for recording more parts. But as able, I am happy to give it to the masters because they are way better than I am. But I love messing around with it for sure. So if I do something in my home studio, which I have, I'll definitely add my own parts. Okay. Well, then the musicians you're referring to that we're about to hear on the song Stay are those that you were able to work with in Nashville. Correct. They are internationally traveling. They're just incredible. All right. All right. Well, Townsend, so good to have you on the show. Thank you for making time to be on Now Here This Entertainment, and congratulations on the latest single and on that EP from the end of last year. Thank you so much for having me on. It has been a pleasure chatting with you. You bet. You bet. And with that, I will wrap up another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Townsend. Visit her official website at TownsendTMusic.com. The letter T as in Townsend. TownsendTMusic.com. Again, I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you land on her website, look for links there to find Townsend on social media, meaning Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. I followed her today on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm sure that she would appreciate you doing the same. Her new single is called You Broke Me First. Look for it wherever you purchase music digitally, hint, hint. Remember that there are physical units, CDs, including the EP she just released in November, self-titled, available in the merch section of her website. Remember, too, about her podcast, which is called You're Not Alone. It's on YouTube. It's on Spotify. You'll see links for all this on TownsendTMusic.com as well. And keep up with her online so you can see where and when you can go see Townsend perform live. A reminder about the giveaway that I mentioned. This will run throughout the month of February, meaning that it will end at midnight Eastern time on February 28. Once the clock turns over to March 1st, you will have missed out. I'm going to give one person access to my online class at interviewtipscourse.com absolutely free. Again, the way to enter to win is by sending an email to podcast at nhte.net and telling me who you are, what you do, and why the course would be helpful to you. 
don't write a novel. There's no panel of judges looking at what is the most heartfelt entry, but you need to include that information so that I know that this is really something you want because it's going to help you professionally. Do not just send a blank email or a message that says, hey, or pick me. Nope, you're not going to be eligible. I will do a random drawing from all qualified entries and one winner will be given access to interviewtipscourse.com absolutely free. Send your entry via email as I described to podcast at nhte.net. That will do it for episode 417. Thank you so, so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'll send you out today with another song from Townsend. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Stay. I can't go on like this Late at night You're the one I miss And this bottle Keeps me spinning around But it don't do no good Once I'm laying down Yeah.